bass trackers. I had it on in the background uh, with the sound off while I was working today because I'll often do that just as a nice mood setting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. <laughs> so having seen like you watched it already but then you have it just to like that's the first film. time i watched yeah. it no what what if that was the only way i'd seen it <laughs> was on mute while i worked not even listening like, what'd you feel like about this dialogue uh it's great what is it <laughs> dennis hopper's oh, in it yes it's got culture in it and it's mm, damn it <laughs> whole milk skim milk medium milk I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Could you milk me? Welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about movies and film that have gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind over time. I'm Paris Herbert-Taylor, and joining me as ever is the wonderfully bald David William Rogers. Hello. Hello. I am so bald and so thirsty, so it's a good thing I got (laughs) This booty sweat back in the night. Oh, thank God, the booty sweat's here. And we are not alone in today's episode. Is that correct? We have two wonderful guests, uh, Joe Cabello and Sasha Filer. I hope I'm probably saying your names you wrong. Nailed but you them. Can nailed them. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two writers, friends, um, hosts of Shut Up, I Love It. We were guests on there a couple weeks ago, which was great. Um, and you guys on your podcast, you bring up topics of things that are underappreciated that people love um you dive into the misunderstood the underrepresented the reviled and your podcast is hilarious hello and welcome hello hello and we had such a great time on your podcast we were like we got to get you on our podcast it's like a podcast pollination so here we are doing Mm -hmm. it and as you know we talk about movies that have aged possibly over time as they get forgotten in the mind fridge and you guys suggested this movie so joe what movie are we doing today we are doing a movie that i think aged before it even came out like it's spoiled (laughs) on the shelf space truckers Mm -hmm. dennis hopper can i just just say i had no uh choice in the matter yes sasha wasn't part of it well, Sasha will come. We'll we'll do another one like down the line, and Sasha will get to choose the movie. So that's only fair. Um, so, D- David, this movie, yes. tell us a little bit about it. Uh, well, it's supposed to be your synopsis. No, I, I know, but you usually do brief. like, oh, it's 1996. Well, is blah blah this blah. Is, yeah, Space Truckers, 1996. Director was Stuart Gordon Woo. and screenplay by Ted Mann. Shout it's out. It's got a pretty good cast mm-hmm. for this movie. The budget mm-hmm. was like $25 million. We'll probably talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am very interested to get into this film. So why don't you bust down a synopsis? It's my synopsis turn. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited here to see we where go. you get this too because I read quite a few different log lines, you know, from like imdb rotten tomatoes all that and the quality varied so strikingly (laughs) well we we don't do the reading of the log lines it's usually just me and david try to wrap our heads around like what the hell is happening oh you'll do better i think it's funnier yeah Yeah. so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a go so you got this crusty trucker dude right he's coming through space he's got a bunch of square hogs in the rig and he gets into the company drop-off spot um they try to fuck him over with the payment he goes to the diner sees his girl cindy she's a hottie she's talking to this other guy he's like who's this guy basically his rig gets stolen pigs are jacked which means that they get thieved they're not they're also jacked they are they're square pigs jacked, they're also yeah. super jacked um Jeez, and then something bad happens the boss of interpork gets sucked through a Uh, window into space not good not great Mm -hmm. and uh we have our hero and his lady and her new friend trying to escape Mm -hmm. this diner he's like i gotta get off this rig gets this delivery that we don't really know what it is but it's like urgent he goes through this toilet we'll get into it it's wild and (laughs) essentially we come to find out that He's carrying these robots, which we got to kind of see in the beginning. You don't really know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, we teased them out a little bit, but they're like, they like zap you. And uh, lo and behold, they get captured by pirates. It's spoiler alert. The same guy. He's like, now he's half like the guy that invented these robots. Now he's half robot because he tried to get melted by this other guy that backstabbed him. There's a lot of things going on and Mm -hmm. they have to escape, get to Earth. 
to find Cindy's mum, who turns out as a babe because she was frozen, and they get rewarded with this money, <laughs> For which no they reason. Barbara Crampton. Yeah. <laughs> she's a babe. The great she's, Barbara there's no, Yeah, she's a babe. Uh, they get given this money. They're like, what should we do with it? Our lead is like, I'm out of here. I don't want this money. Throws it out the window. Lo and behold, it's a bomb. Spoiler. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Blows up the president. The end. I think that's a good well, synopsis, uh, right? Yeah that's, yeah, that's the movie. And they though. take off. And they, and they take, take off. off. They take yeah. off into the yeah. into the space to be uh, romantic space lovers or something. So there's, yeah. there's yeah. too many succulent <laughs> oh, yeah. moments there. It's... It's like you just walked past a buffet and you're like, yeah, there was some pizza, some steaks, some this. But really, I mean, it's cheesy, delicious pizza. <laughs> it is oh. bright red raw steaks mm-hmm. melting on the bone. The- this movie, okay, so yeah, I have a question. So who had, say if you'd seen this movie before it was chosen? I'll raise Joe- my hand. No. David's raising his hand. Joe had had you I seen it? I haven't even heard of it. Wait, me neither. Joe, you haven't seen it. I hadn't seen it. it uh, so at, around the time oh. we were all talking <laughs> and uh, doing the Shut Up I Love It episode, which everybody should yeah. go check out. Um <laughs> I had seen it on Amazon Prime and I was like, wait, how come I've never heard of this movie? And just seeing Stuart Gordon directing it, which I don't know if you guys are fans of Stuart Gordon, Reanimator, mm-hmm. uh, Robot Jocks incredible incredible director added a lot to cinema so i was like there's no way like this thing must suck watched it uh you know kind of forced everybody including myself to watch it and (laughs) yeah that is interesting and you know what now we're we're forcing our listeners to watch it like if Mm -hmm. they want to watch it they're gonna have to go fight but it was free on amazon prime I thought yeah. like you were a big fan. That's why you chose this. <laughs> well, I wanted to do something he that had we hadn't healing. seen, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of energy. Yeah, uh, I, like I fi- that a lot. figured that could be a nice thing to, to bring into surprise. it. And I was like, I have to make Sasha watch this. <laughs> and Sasha was like, I'll go with whatever you choose. So here we are. Yeah, I right. made my and girlfriend that's watch it last night. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you guys I, are but do- I mean, that's done now. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> honestly like. Nice, yeah, she is. But that's honestly like the great fun of this podcast is like David will sometimes pick a movie that I've seen a million times and we jump into it. Or sometimes we pick movies that neither of us have seen. So I love that all. So D- David's the only one that had seen it previous <laughs> to discussing it because guys right off the bat, like first impressions of the film. I, I thought it was amazing to start. Okay. Like, I was surprised from minute one how good it was. And, of course, I'm using good in a in a very specific vacuum of, what, like, what this mm-hmm. movie is even trying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, holy shit, this shouldn't be this good. What about you, Sasha? Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. And surprisingly, <laughs> it got better as it went on, even. Oh, like usually those things fall apart. Like Mm -hmm. to me, I was really worried about like the whole chase, like third act. I was like really Mm -hmm. engaged. Okay, yeah, that's good. I I also agree. I think I I definitely watched it a couple times, and I felt like on the second watch, I started to really get into the magic of this film Mm -hmm. Um, because there on the first watch. I don't know about you guys, but my impression, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" You know, the (laughs) first like stop at like ten minutes and take yeah. three days off of this movie and yeah. come back later <laughs> i was similar i paused it around like the 10 15 minute mark and i was like i don't know where this movie's going like usually you get like a sense right last night no, never uh, my girlfriend said i feel like the writer has add like she's like i have no idea where this movie is going i had no issue with it though mm-hmm. as far as like continuity where it was going i was in there pretty much the whole the whole movie, every step of the way, was it kind of mm. ridiculous? Yes, but how it was all set up, I, I liked how those signs um, that he was when he's pulling into the company to drop the square pigs off. All those signs were posted up, and you kind of get mm-hmm. this thought of what space could be like in the mm-hmm. future when it's commercialized. Mm. Yeah, it I looks so that good. actually that leads me to a great question actually and I want it something I wanted to bring up so there's this whole idea throughout space of the company it's this overarching kind of corporate thing um our lead is not a part of the company something he's very proud of he's an independent rigger so guys 
do you think that this could be, you know, like where everybody just works for the one company? Could this be real? Because I look at companies it's like Am- Amazon. Yeah, it is Amazon. So yeah, it's Amazon. I was kind of thinking that, like, wow. what? why does, uh, does Jeff Bezos own the company? And <laughs> why does shipping mm-hmm. take so long in space? Is it because he's not part of the company? Do they, is it more than two days shipping? Because he was two days late. <laughs> he's a bastard. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. it, it's odd because it's anti-corporatism, like, the fact that the president is this corrupt guy who, you know, corporatism wins over democracy at the end. In the, at, so, in the end, yeah. But at the same time, the only private person or you know, like the uh, independent guy, Dennis Hopper, sucks. He's kind of an asshole. He's John not getting Kenyon. there yeah. in time. So it's like giving both sides of the coin. Yeah. I'm so surprised how far y'all th- thought. I was just living in the moment in this movie. I, I never even looked at a bigger picture. It's deep. I never even thought about Amazon. I think it's, I think it's like interesting that. to read it because it's like, yeah, I mean, well, taking it all the way back to the beginning and the teaser that we were talking about, we have this guy, EJ Sneggs, I think it is, or Seggs. I, yeah. yeah. And he's like, we could take over the world and then – our villain is like which world Charles and Dance. so it's like yeah Nebel, so this this the, yeah Nabel this company extends through the universe you know mm. so it's like I mean it it made me laugh because I'm like okay where are the aliens you know it's yeah. like humans have conquered space <laughs> but we don't see any other life forms and, and that's not typical for a space movie we usually budget. would have like yeah, yeah but how, how he said he uh Charles Dance Nabel's character he said yeah I split it up between planets with mm-hmm. building these robots, these killer robots, and it was very secretive. They used different departments, and he's like, "That's mm-hmm. why it costs so much." Mm-hmm. And uh, the main or the, the the real bad guy that you were just talking about what was his name? Snags. Uh, Snags. Yeah, EJ Snags. Uh, he was like, "Well, that's that's good. That's good. It was expensive, but we can work with this, basically." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. then so the, it's interesting. Well, it's interesting that like it's still like the goal is to take over like the universe, like that bloodthirst. We've got truckers driving through space with space yeah. pigs, but you know it's still like the desire is to be the conqueror. And then so. Earth as well. That was the last mm-hmm. peg to fall because when they when EJ meets them in the hospital and he's commending them, giving them money, paid for the mom's uh, hospital stay. He says the president. Some happened to the last president, and we just privatized. Um, the government, basically. Well, which I wow. like that in the future where they've got like square pigs and space travel, like America still doesn't have health care. I like how that's like still the reality. Oh, that we yeah. And the push to privatization, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's it's weird because I think the beginning and end has that commentary that is completely lost within the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't think is necessarily bad, but it does come kind of as a surprise that the movie even continues with at the hospital. You're like, what the? Mm-hmm. F- shouldn't it like just end at them <laughs> crash landing on Earth? Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, this is a space western. Like, imagine yes, this movie. If you just had him, he's a stagecoach driver or something, and then he's like, I'll get this girl to the next town over. To, that's all this movie is, and I think that's pretty incredible and in why it has that fast pace and all this stuff happening and it can go in so many more interesting places than a western could yeah totally anybody wants to talk about the amazing performances by say tywin lannister by everybody yeah that's (laughs) charles dance he's i was looking at his uh just the work he's done he's been grinding since like 74 something like that 72 and he's still crushing it like you said he was in game of thrones um he was i saw him at first in last action hero he was the main mm-hmm. villain in that movie no stranger uh, but, to weird villain roles yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i and i think like he played it so well because like there is a so spoilers again throughout this movie but yeah it came out in 1996 but like he becomes half robot half man and he does look fucking ridiculous and he has to start his penis <laughs> like a lawnmower because <laughs> yeah which is <laughs> hilarious but he just gives such gravity to this character that i think it made me like him so much more as an actor because like there's no thing too ridiculous he like fully jumped in yeah, with both feet. i agree i unlike dennis hopper i would argue he fully committed to this role yeah and um which we can talk about forever i think that's my yeah. biggest like impression of this movie is how dennis hopper half-assed through it uh but <laughs> I, I was trying uh, to decide I don't do you think, think that was did. a deliberate choice because I, I thought maybe i couldn't I am decide convinced, i'm convinced that he 
that uh, he had a he he just did this movie on the dare. Some of the friend. yeah, some of the articles <laughs> I read, it was like he was a little watered down, not playing that like aggressive kind of. But I mean, he wasn't a villain in this one. We normally saw him as a villain. Uh, mm-hmm. We just did Waterworld recently. Mm. Um, he was a villain in Speed, and he's kind of over the top, aggressive, yelling all the time. And this one, but I do, Sasha, I do agree. I, I think he was just like, ah, let's, yeah, I got nothing to do this week. <laughs> I think he played like, it right. Right. He is an old cow. He's an old fashioned cowboy. He's there seen was a it couple all. scenes though. Like when he says, um, oh, that's like your guys' first near death experience. And he goes, it's like really like he just really literally threw the line away. He's like, you'll get over it. And kind of like looks off camera. The whole thing, (laughs) the whole thing, he was just throwing it away in the most just a casual way. And I'm not saying it made the movie worse, but it stood out to me. Unlike Mm. Tywin Lannister, Charles Dance. Committed. Who, by the way, I looked him up online just to be like, Tywin Lannister? And the first pictures that came up of him like walking in tiny little shorts on the beach. He's 74. The guy is a hunk. Yeah. No robotic penis in reality. Fully working. <laughs> Not I don't, need it. Not I don't need understand. It. Okay, so okay, we, we, I want to get into this and we'll we'll shift gears. Okay, so they get captured and she's like taking one for the team. I'm doing that in quotation marks, even though this is a podcast. Um, and she's like, I'll sleep with you. And he goes, she goes upstairs and she's disgusted by his robotic penis, but he says that it vibrates for your pleasure. And I was like, girl, that's more than some guys would do. So like, why are you yeah. grossed out by this? Come on I think now. it's his body. And- <laughs> well, it is also, it's not rape, but it's, yeah, it's not. I, yeah. yeah. Well, they would die. Really they would be killed if she didn't do it. So I think it but might that, be. Uh, that is something I that, that is something I do want to get into because, uh, you know, this, we always talk about like representation and women and stuff like that. And there is one female character in this, Cindy, and she definitely is treated like a bit of a bauble. And yes, like there are things like she gets captured by the pirates and she's like, fine, I'll sleep with you so that we can get out of here. Like, so what did you guys think about the portrayal of women in this film? They make her look easy. I think mm-hmm. I'm perfect. Like whatever that, you know, that word implies at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It's just, they made her, I mean, she's sex positive, I would say today, mm-hmm. but, but um, also like, it was just so lightly hearted, like lighthearted. The fact that she yeah, had to choose to be raped by this mechanical penis mm-hmm. to save her friends. And instead Dennis Hopper, casually looked over uh, to the young boy Dorf and said, look, it's, it's like not like she hasn't be- done it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not she hasn't done it before. Like she's, you know, she's been, she's offered, basically she's offered to be raped to save other people. Yeah. Lives. And I was like, and they just make her like, what? Like that she's easy? Is that what it is? And lose? Well, I think it's yeah. unfortunately the Western stench put on this that yeah. she is yeah. playing the role. And I don't even think her... I think her uh, deciding to have sex with Charles Dance is more agency than what starts the movie, which is just like, oh, you're going to be my fiance because mm-hmm. I'm going to get you uh, onto Earth. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree. And it happens her multiple times before. Yeah, <laughs> it happens so casually and so quickly that you're even watching the movie. And you're like. Wait, were they fiancés the whole time? What the fuck no. is happening? No, I she mean, basically traded marrying him for a trip to Earth yeah. to see her mother. But also there's like not a single, just like a twinkle of chemistry between the two. Between no. Uh, no. Dennis Hopper and her. There's not even him like trying to reach out and like grab her to kiss her or like whatever that might be you know like him like lusting after her there's yeah. nothing like that yeah. there he's like a father figure from for her to begin with but for some reason he wants he's forcing her to get married to right him. And, say, and maybe oh, well maybe it's the western trope is what i was gonna say like he's the hardened cowboy mm-hmm. she's the saloon you know well it's a diner in space in this instance but you know like i do mm-hmm. think if we're reading it as like a space western he reminded me a little bit of like the the yeah world weary cowboy that comes in and is like i just want my woman yeah, comes you know? into town every yeah. once in a while and sees sees how she's doing throws her and he he doesn't know what actual intimacy friendship anything is and he doesn't know how to live so the move in the movie he learns how to live and how to care for people and realizes oh i don't need the symbol of a wife i need uh, strong relationships so i will give the movie credit that although it's heinous what he's doing. The movie is always portraying it as that being like, Oh, he's wrong. Everybody in the movie knows he's wrong. 
but they all have their back against the wall. But then it really fucks itself over by having Barbara Crampton as the mom come in and <laughs> like, hey, let's let, let this guy have his cake and eat it too. Not only does he get to learn a lesson, he gets the hot young woman too. For no reason. The whole thing about her being frozen. Why is that a thing? No, they like, don't go into it. There's no It's she just so sick. he can win. It's she just was sick, so Saja. Let it be. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Accept needs it. some love too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I do. So Debbie, what's her last name? Debbie. Debbie Mazar. Ma- Mazar. Yeah, Mazar. Mazar. Is that how you Cindy. say it? Yeah. She's, she's great. And I love seeing her in other stuff. Like as soon as I saw her pop up on screen, I'm like, oh, I love this actress. You know, she's like, like a poor woman's um, Scarlett Johansson to me. Oh, oh yeah. My. that's a, Like she's a 90s Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> she has a great say. line. Did you hear something back there that sounds like there's something back there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, but she's definitely there as like the ditzy one, you know, the sexy one. So the eyes, pretty eyes. She's from Gorgeous Brooklyn. Eyes. I love that that mm-hmm. accent made it. It's very a Brooklyn. That Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but even in the future, Brooklyn accents sound exactly the same yeah. as they do now. Um, and so does Mom, I think. Mom and yeah, she has Brooklyn accent as well. Yeah. A very but, cartoonish um, one. They're very cartoonish, <laughs> and then you know she. I knew, I knew without even getting to this movie that there was going to be a point where she like basically got naked. So the conceit of it is they get hit by an asteroid. It starts getting hot. The other guy gets his clothes off and she's stripping down. And then for the rest of the movie, which I think is half the movie, she's in her bra and underpants. I That's, mean, bra is a little too big for her, isn't a it? A little bit too big. A little yeah. too big. I mean, come on, what's happening? It's like a yeah. swimsuit. Bra too. wrong size. It's, it's a little padded. Yeah. Uh, what what yeah. did you guys feel about that shift when she starts then like really going after Steven Dorff and her, her, him to her? Where did you feel betrayed? Yeah, she, che- she was cheating on her fiance. I felt a little betrayed. You, you make, I, you make a vow. You, you either I break did. it, you either break <laughs> off, break it off. Okay, with, with but John. they never even kissed. He was just like with uh, Dennis Hopper's character. There's, like, there's some relationships they used to have that don't even have sex right? until they're married. So yeah, they, okay. right. But didn't pure. they imply, didn't they even say that they used to have sex? Well, he said, yeah, I'm not just a customer anymore, right? Right. I think he I says think the that. The implication was they used to date, the hot dates. Yeah. Okay. I think but yeah, she I mean, paid her for I, sex, <laughs> I think she's a survivor. You know, mm-hmm. like I to give the this this one woman character that we get in the film because we it's only get mom. one, mm-hmm. and well, and the mom and bitch and Betty, who's the computer mm-hmm. voice. Um, but she's the only real like character with like any kind of substance to her, and quote unquote substance. And she says like, "I'll get to Earth if I have to crawl through like I forget what she says like a river of shit or something." You know, these essentially that. And she, I mean, I think there is an attraction there with uh, what's Dorf. his name, Dorf. Yeah, but yeah, I do think that she's a survivor. She's a space survivor. I cannot imagine working at a space diner is an easy gig. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I didn't feel betrayed. I felt like. This woman is hardened by her circumstances and she's doing whatever she's got to do. And then she finds this guy who she actually has a relationship with. And mm-hmm. look, it was hot. Yeah. They had space canoodling yeah. and I was into it. They did. Mm-hmm. I was just like not into Steven Dorff that much mm-hmm. in this movie. Right. So I was like, if she went after somebody that I'm like, yeah, that's that's the kind of guy that you probably should be hanging out with. Like, you seem like you have chemistry or whatever. Or he's attractive. But he was just like not doing it for me, so mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if that was like the best decision. But I was on board. Yeah, when she, they both I started if that getting was naked. one of his first roles because he looked kind of like young and scrawny. Mm-hmm. Kind scrawny. of a ween at first, yeah. maybe even throughout the whole movie, which I think makes it a little hard to to like root for him and her to get together. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, oh great, she gets the weenie or the guy with uh, <laughs> liver spots on his hands. Yeah, <laughs> those are the only two choices. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Or the guy, really? or, or the robot penis. And then I love Take how it or they, leave yeah. it. they get to Earth and uh, to that scene that we're talking about with Steven Dorff and Debbie and they're making out and they're talking about fish on Earth. And yeah, my mom took me to see fish. And they get in the spaceship and they dip out right away. They don't even take time to kick it on Earth, which uh, yeah. Steven Dorff's never seen before. They're just like, ah, oh, let's no. go back to space. We have we money. Yeah, they got to do another, yeah. they got to do another rig route, you know, get <laughs> back out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so go ahead, Sasha. I was going to say, it's interesting, by the way, just bringing up Earth. I expected, like, to spend some time on, like, making Earth look interesting. Like, why is this, this, like, destination point or whatever. It was very close to the 
earth that we're on. It was a Brooklyn like, was, hospital. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, <it> today. <laughs> Except yeah, for the bomb, which much. could happen yeah, anytime. Yeah. It was very pretty, pretty So basic. let's talk about that because you got this scene um, when Dennis Hopper gets in that fight. And did you guys notice anything after he punched that guy and the guy started spinning? Anything stick out to you? Uh, yes, the CG blood. <laughs> no, not the CG oh. blood. Oh, not that. that. The wires? The wires. You can oh, yeah, you can see the wires. wires. Yeah. The whole way through the movie. <laughs> I like never ten, saw the wires, the but I know time. they're there. Yeah, you can see the no, wires. No, there was like the there's like 10 times where I was like, there's a wire. There's <laughs> like It was wow. distracting. There's one point where uh, one of the goons gets like pulled backwards from when he's like. That's what I was talking like, about. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about later on once they get like attacked by pirates. Wow. And you can fully see that he's just been pulled back <laughs> by a wire. I literally I, I, never saw that once. I mean, I'm I know amazed. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm amazed. No, well, we were talking about video settings. We were yeah. talking about it, and we were like, maybe when it wasn't in high definition, you couldn't see it. I you think know? that happened now, a lot. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of that. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that you were like, that's clear. Like there was one woman I've, in the first like two minutes that gets like exploded, and I was like, that's a dummy. It's clearly a dummy. Yeah. Like you know. I, I think they had the. They had a decent budget. It was like twenty-five million, but mm-hmm. the the leftover like technology that they could use, like the CGI stuff, was probably from like the eighties. I was sitting around. They're like, "Oh, you guys can't mm. pay for this, but you guys could use that stuff over there." And most <laughs> of the money was spent to pay Dennis Hopper to be in there. Probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was a lot of that. I mean, if we're talking age like milk, yeah, this isn't the best. When you look at something like Star Wars that really used practical effects and made it look so good then you've got this movie and you're like i could yeah i could see the wires like i could see i mean i was impressed by the pigs i thought the square pigs that david was texting me pictures of there's a lot there's a lot that's very good some of the Um, miniatures are cool but then some of them are like okay this is not they're upsetting they were upsetting i i think it fits with the whole situation because the sets are really fun just everything costumes are fun yeah but it's, I mean, then you've got a movie like Alien, which we talked about. And then you've got these monster things, these like, I don't even, what are they called? They like pulse lights. They explode like atoms or They're something. They're biomechanical uh, robots or something like that. Or Great. Yeah. They look like people in wetsuits with square heads on that have torches and flashlights. It reminds me of the robots from Lost in Space. Like the robot okay. from Lost in Space. Mm. If you guys have seen that, or like the new, even the new yeah. Lost new in one. Space on Netflix, yeah. It I only saw the pilot and then I stopped. Yeah. But um, <laughs> which happens to a lot of things that I watch. Um, um, but the, these ro- robots and space truckers also had a very sexy walk. Anybody? Notice? Okay, so mm-hmm. interestingly, mm-hmm. all the robots are uh, female stunt women, or they're women, stunt women, yeah. and ah. the designer of the robots is a famous Japanese artist who's done mm-hmm. a lot of sexy robot women uh, like have Ooh. you seen the it's a chrome robot Marilyn Monroe doing the holding down the skirt Mm-mm. it's a pretty no. like you'd probably just see it on postcards and stuff but uh, she did the design of the robots oh it's a lady that's cool that's cool, uh, that's cool that you noticed that because I also noticed that they moved a bit weird I honestly didn't think I didn't use the word sexy in my brain. I, I was, was like, like oh, trying to feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see I, who played? Uh, her name's Eugenie Bo- Bondurant. Eugenie Bondurant. She's been in a ton of stuff. She was just uh, a lead, one of the leads in the new, um, what is that, scary movie The with the shit. I'm fucking this up. The, <laughs> the couple, <laughs> uh, sorry, The Conjuring, The Devil Made oh, Me Do okay. It. She was oh. the, the bad, like, villain in that movie and she because she mm. had some like disease or something like that when she was younger that kind of gave her that bone structure and oh, she was one damn. of the, she was like one of the main robots and she's had like a killer career she was discovered in new orleans um for like her distinct look and she's had a great career since hmm. yeah well that's cool and she did a great job but i thought they just looked super awkward those those costumes were very <laughs> bulky looking to me they're kind of my least favorite part of the movie is the robots at the the intro scene, I don't mind them, but I think just that third act of stopping the robots feels so disconnected from everything. You mean when uh, they're in the truck and they're he's trying to pause them with the remote? Yeah, like all that onwards. Once they once Charles Dance dies, which is a great uh, great death scene, just for that quote where they're like, "For a 
murdering rapist. He died okay. For a son of a bench gimp rapist murderer, he died okay. Yeah. I love that line. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but everything after that with them fighting off the robots, I just wasn't into as much because it's like a really low-grade aliens. Yeah. yeah. I think the more interesting part was seeing this crazy world, like, you know, the corporation and stuff. And I, to me, the robot element was... I get it that they needed it for the stakes, but um, I agree with you. I feel like it was trying to be too many things. Like the yeah, the 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 concept of them was cool. Like oh, they multiply. It's one, then it's two, then it's four, and like then they come out. But I also enjoyed that you could control them with what looked like a computer mouse. That was just how a clicker. Nothing about that opener. system makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Nor does the sequencing system like. That's very much just for the story. It'll be one yeah. and the two. Yeah, like, why would that be the reason? Once. Yeah, why would the, the tactical reason if those were actually robots you were using be? Yeah, just it, send them all at once. It wouldn't Explode be. the will. You'd put them in different locations and just let them run loose. <laughs> not, all right, here comes four more. <laughs> but it'll Wait be eight it. later. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, for some reason, they're doubling. Give them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Is anybody counting? There's more. There's double robots than last time. There's definitely eight now. Oh, there's sixteen. Oh, I see what's going oh, on here. Shit. It's a we sequence. Can't stop it. But I love that uh, yeah. Stephen Dorff's like, oh, this guy's or like a what is that? A Swiss Army knife? And some of the moves that those robots had. That guy, one of the goons, comes out and he's got like the little bomb. He calls it like some drum nut or something. Oh, like he that. calls it a like a death nugget death or nugget. something. Yeah, and he throws it right, and the robot catches it. And instead of just whipping it back, which it's a robot, it could do at high velocity, it spins 15 times in a circle, then throws it, like, to gain momentum. I was just like, there's no need for this robot to do that. Nor do you need to throw it, like, hard or anything. (laughs) Just near the person. Roll it. But I thought for a movie like this, unlike many movies, including, like, Alien 3, I think, and just other movies which he was in the geography the, oh charles dance was in oh well geography the geography was pretty clear for me like i knew where i was like i wasn't getting lost uh in terms of like wait so what they're coming from what part of the ship and now they're coming they're going where like it was pretty clear like where all the bad guys were and uh where everything was happening so sometimes it could be challenging on a spaceship in a movie like this yeah yeah, they had one yeah. big room, and then the sex room, and that was about it. <laughs> sex room. Uh, the sex It was room. interesting, some of the stuff I was reading about it, too. It was like, how did he put himself back together when he got his arm blown off, his leg blown off, half his head? And But he says, he's like, but he left me in his lab, or in my lab, and I was able to repair myself and like with one hand. But I mean, he is a genius. There was a lot so. that you just weren't asked to delve deep into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just don't ask about that. Don't ask about the science of how she was frozen. Mm. Like, we just, we lived mm-hmm. in this world where it was like, we just assume. But having said that, it's interesting that they really didn't dive into the science because they really did set up the world well, like of the truckers. And I guess that's because it's about space truckers. So they really were like, I need to set up this world. I love the first act and I wish it carried more of that later in the movie you know like i want to see space him deal with more space truckers and do some space trucking Mm -hmm. stuff um but in some ways this i think this movie would pair well with big trouble in little china great movie and Mm -hmm. i think which i have not seen that's actually on my list i will buy you the blu-ray i will ship it to you incredible this is a kurt russell role if dennis hopper was kurt russell instead i think you would have no complaints about the movie whatsoever no but uh i think he would have sold it more than dennis hopper but it, although i do enjoy uh DHs. i don't even think this had a uh theatrical lease, uh, release in the states i think it, they said it went straight to hbo which now <laughs> actually this Space year yeah, did? that makes sense this year right because like we're used to that with the wb deal we're yeah. getting like big movies released on HBO, uh, world premieres. But yeah, for your mm. movie to premiere on HBO in 1996 <laughs> feels like a bad sign. That, yeah, <laughs> they're like mm. biblical directing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Just at that time, 96, 97, 25 million dollar budget, and they made like a million dollars back. They did. Like oh no. Yeah. I I mean things look pretty rough. Yeah, and that. 
return. Yeah, but you know, David and I have talked about this. Like the '90s was kind of a brutal time for theatrical movies because, like, we talked about Waterworld, and like people were just starting to be really like down on movies that weren't immediately successful. Like they were so quick to label something a flop. I mean, this movie definitely is a little different than Waterworld, but you know, similar big world concepts, original ideas. I don't think that this film is based off a book as far as I knew. I think it was based I off mean, an idea Stuart Gordon had for like 20 years. God. It's based on an idea of some coked up man <laughs> just wrote Absolutely. like over the weekend. Hey, that, that man went to Madison for college. Is that where you went, Wisconsin, David? where I'm from. And uh, he's so My niece respect. goes there right now. He, uh, yeah, he went there and he studied theater. He couldn't get like into to the film school and he, and he studied theater. Great director to put respect yeah. on Stuart Gordon's name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but historically, uh, Paris, you're right about like this, um, this time. Cause I believe it was around like the mid nineties that the shift to indie started, mm-hmm. like indie, indie mm-hmm. movies getting blown up. And there's always that shift, like indie movies, then it's big blockbusters. So I think this came at a time when big blockbuster high concept things were out of fashion. Got it. Didn't Jurassic Park come out around this time? Incorrect. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, of course. I'm I'm just thinking because so Paris, like we call it a flop, but like to to my point, this didn't come out in theaters. So like, did it even really have a chance? Right. That's why it's spoiled from the from the get go. Yeah. They just obviously um, didn't, they didn't have faith in it. And I mean, listen, like we are all, like we always say this in our podcast, like we're all film fans, right? We're all fans of the genre, like of films. We all work in entertainment. We all know how difficult it is to make a movie. Can you imagine getting to post-production on this film and you're sitting down and you're watching the final cut and they're like, here it is. And you're like, fuck. Like, you know, and we know we're not even going to have like a theatrical. I just think it would be, I don't know, like, I'd be so curious to interview someone that worked on this film and be like, are you proud of this movie? Because, like, you still made it, and it's still, like, fucking fun for an hour and a half, you know, like, now. But the director was, you know, every time they were getting shots, I mean, at some point he was saying, we got right. it. Right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> like you said. <laughs> that budget sounds big to me. For, for 45 for or 25? 25. 25 million? That sounds like a lot of money to me. Mm-hmm. For, to me, too. It does show, though, like... As much as like you see wires and CG blood, that CG blood wasn't cheap, even though it doesn't. Definitely look good. not cheap. Yeah. And I mean, I all those sets, suits, the, yeah, the set the, design, the sets weren't cheap at all. But uh, just to the Jurassic Park point, Jurassic Park was ninety three, okay, and the turning was point 96. was uh, Pulp Fiction in ninety four. Was the so this is right after point. that, the like two years after. Yeah, and it wouldn't get back to block big blockbusters, I believe, until ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can see that, like, with Waterworld and with this film. Like, they were trying to emulate something that in the past had clearly worked. Like, it was a formula that they were, like, this is, you know, undeniable. And then just missed the mark, I guess. But, I mean, every film lays pathway for other films, right? So what do we think this film laid pathway for? Can you guys think of any other space movies that would, like... I read an article that uh, they compared this to uh, Starship Troopers, which came out like a year after or two years, which I liked Starship uh, Troopers a lot. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Too, but that's similar vein. I think Starship Troopers is far superior of a I movie, do, do but it, they are both kind of uh, mm-hmm. um, politically similarly making points. Just Starship Troopers is actually making the point. Uh, Space Truckers is like, let's have two scenes <laughs> at the beginning and end of the point. I mean, I don't think this movie had a chance, Space Truckers, to lay, like, inspiration for the movies I'm going to mention, but they're definitely cousins of some sort, uh, just in the timeline. It doesn't work like that. But the fifth element. Yeah, any Luke Besson stuff mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. definitely somewhere. With and those. then, actually, Escape from L.A. feels like, even though it's not space, really, stuff. But the vibe... I don't know. In it's some the ways, cowboy. It it's the similar. Western cowboy mm-hmm. vibe, and that's why they're like, there you go. what comes out of this movie? Well, like it's based off Western tropes, so anything that comes out of this comes out of those. And then I guess style-wise, it is just like a comedic Star Wars. You know, it's yeah. just, it's spaceballs with Fr- well, but not being a parody. 
You know, and, that's what this movie is. And I would say this, it gave me a little bit Terry Gilliam vibes, like everything's a little mm-hmm. bit gross and like off-putting mm-hmm. and like, you know, freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, Spaceballs is a good one too. And I was going to say like a lot of movies you see from the 90s, they have this same, I don't know if it was a coloring technique. There's like a vibe. There's like a flavor to a lot of these films mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. not in fashion now. It like feels like an action figure or something. Yeah. Like it just feels like a toy that you're watching. There's a weird sheen to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you get it. Um, and Do we feel like this movie is supposed to be taken seriously? No. Uh, I saw now like it's got like a cult following. People really, mm-hmm. you know, some people that do like this movie enjoy it after the fact. Like there was a DVD release that um, mm. I saw sold decently and people were excited about. But I don't think we're supposed to take this movie very seriously. Um, just in the first place. It's no, supposed to be even Reanimator isn't to be taken seriously. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, mm-hmm. but it's a horror movie about a guy who reanimates dead bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's super silly and stupid. It's kind of like just a mad scientist movie. So I think that's just his MO, Robot Jocks. Is Robot Jocks to be taken seriously? Well, it's a, it's serious, but it also knows that it's about piloting robots and boxing. <laughs> right. It's I mean, the movie we came on your podcast to talk about was Idle Hands, which is also, you know, from the 90s and not to be taken too seriously. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a... Com- I think this is a, like, space western comedy. I think, like, even having comedy in its genre is important. You don't have Charles Dance have a dildo penis... Right. ...like, vibrator <laughs> thing. You don't have square pigs... Like, everything about it is, like, just saying we are a joke, um, but we're trying to make a point and have some fun. Yeah. No, that's... Which I think this is a a fun movie. Yeah, I think people should watch it. Like, it's fun because it's crazy, but then it does, you know, ask a lot of questions like I brought up at the top. Like, I think there are some serious things that you're just like, hang hang on a second. Like, this is a little too (laughs) real. Um, but yes, I agree with you, David. Like, why does it take so long to get places? Like, if I can get something to my house tomorrow <laughs> from the other side of the world. Uh, and why I, are, with the technology they have to kill, for killer robots, right? Biomechanical weapons of mass destruction. Why are there truck drivers, uh, why is that a profession? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't, a, this is so far from science fiction. Yeah. You know, science fiction actually says, what are the implications of the future? And this is just like, no, they're like truckers, but they don't. It's space. In space. Yeah. Uh, and they and they box the food in like these confined spaces, yeah. so we're called it's called square pigs. Yeah, and the uh, toothpaste food that they're yeah. eating. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. Dennis Hopper having to eggs do and takes? cappuccino flavor? I'm doing one Ugh. fucking take of this toothpaste <laughs> <Yeah>. shit, <laughs> and then we're done here. That's another thing that got me. So, um, in the spaceship, like a can would be floating. And then they just get out of their chairs and like oh, it was the mag- it was the magnetic feats. It was the magnetic. Yeah. They they turn on the magnetic floor. Uh, they didn't have shoes on because they took them off because it was so hot. True. At one point, but then even like her hair would kind of be <laughs> yeah. out of belt. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. So like they they sometimes would be floating around and stuff would be floating around, and then other times like the exact same situation. Yeah, it's convenient. Yeah. They'd, they'd be fine. Yeah, Whoever even the guy you- dying, the, <laughs> the guy in- dying through the window. Yeah. It seems like yeah. that happens conveniently. Like they're even like it doesn't happen till he notices the windows broken. <laughs> like, yes. Do you know he, he kind of got turned on a little bit and he's like, Ooh. oh yeah. That's yeah. And then and I thought that scene was hilarious. And then he was like, oh shit, this is going bad. And he starts getting sucked out. That guy was an actor on Cheers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He plays Norm on Cheers, doesn't he? Norm. Yeah. yeah. And that mm. was what really dated as the '90s. You're like all these '90s actors that you're like, hey, I know you from <laughs> the thing. Speaking of, um, I guess, 90s, or was it... Um, I should correct myself, yeah. Uh, when I said Alien 3 earlier, I actually meant Alien 4, Alien Resurrection. And that's actually, I feel like, another distant cousin of this movie, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and in general, work of Jean-Pierre Genet, I'd say, is uh, inspired, maybe, by this movie. Or somebody inspired somebody. It was just in the air in the late 90s. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely, like, the... The baby alien in Resurrection gets sucked out of the window the same way that Norm does. That was disgusting. I thought it was going to be more that way. 
because he Me too. just norm kind of mm-hmm. just collapses and then it's done but that it was so was pg like, like or whatever yeah you saw that like the entrails no blood. and stuff getting sucked out that was gross. yeah you really didn't see too much blood and gore in this you know it was hinted at like a p- couple people got punched in the face and then there was like the floating blood but for the most part I think we're used to much more violence. I guess, actually, no, I take that back. The melting people, and they were all like, you know, bubbly. Bubbly. Like that was green gross. and purple bubbles yeah, left over. Yeah. It, was, it is PG 13, right? Uh, okay. I, so I, I think that's. I wonder what this movie looks like rated R. Yeah. Hot sex. Let's, let's because for sure they boned, right? Let's they boned. This. Like when they were when they were naked on the spaceship, like they boned. Yeah. That's the implication. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cut away, but. They mm-hmm. And I would really like to see what this robot <laughs> penis looks like, to be completely honest with you. you know? Yeah, you don't That's show, they the don't biggest show mystery. it when he's laying on the ground. Yeah. Because she pulls, mm-hmm. like, the ecto-cooler blood out of his back. Yep. And mm. it's spraying everywhere, and then he's laying on the ground, and they Which, just show his leg and his arm. first of all, no, mm-hmm. no robot dog. If you're going to kill that guy, just wait for a second to see him bleed out his, you know, ecto-blood or whatever. You know, don't just, just walk away. Right. Well, yeah. A lot of things were... Cut cut corners on the budget. Yeah. Like you're like, well, where? Like, why don't I see this actually happen? I just see the aftermath. Right. Like with um the young couple landing on Earth, like crushing on Earth. Like there's just the aftermath. Like they're getting out of their slightly smoking pot. It's that. It's instead of it's actually that, seeing it's that it's that um movie trope where instead of seeing sex, you see a rocket ship taking off or a a sunflower opening. You know, it's like alluding to it. The visual. Yeah. Which is hilarious, but or oh, the tunnel, the, the tunnel. tunnel, yeah, a train going into the tunnel. Train goes in. Um, you no, know, I mean, I would love to see an R-rated version of this, but I do think the PG version of it made it just a little bit quirky and culty, and it's probably why mm-hmm. we like mm-hmm. it because there it isn't so confronting. Um, I will say a part that freaked me out is when they're running away from Norm getting sucked out of the, that's not his name, mm. but the guy from Cheers is getting sucked <laughs> out the window. Uh, they run into the women's bathroom and there's an old lady sitting on the toilet and she's like, yes. oh my God, get out of here. And he reaches into her mouth and cracks open her head. It turns out she's mm-hmm. a, that was cool. She's a, like, she's yeah. like a, yeah. a pin pad to get that down to a secret That reminded me of Total Recall mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, what's happening? And I just thought like, it was funny how they spent money on things like that would have been an expensive prosthetic to create. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? but then and you write Paris. The... It's a strong female character. There we go. Strong <laughs> female a character. Strong character. Get out of here. Yeah. But then, but then the budget, how does he enter the code in? It's a fucking pin pad. Thing from a, like a pin pad <laughs> yeah. from like a ATM a phone that you put quarters <laughs> yeah. in or something. A like pay phone. That. Yeah. yeah. A pay phone. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't think Instead past of like some that. laser. Yeah. <laughs> What was her function though in the bathroom? Always to send people away from the bathroom? Like, well, why was this robot and be um, the doorway installed? Yeah, just be, she's the doorway or the person. Right, but if you're like, if you're a security guard and you like keep noticing that this woman's just still there, like, what is yeah. she doing? Mm-hmm. But Mr. Zesty, she's got a she's got a irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, and she's just in that bathroom. <laughs> Which I f- leave her be. I have to look. I have to look it up. But I feel like yeah, Mr. Zesty was played by a. A woman actor, right? Mm-hmm. Birdie Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at least three women got paid. Yeah, at least movie. three women. Totally. Because probably Rep- no Rep- women on the on the crew. I don't know. Represent. I didn't pay I'll attention. I'll have to enough. look. But um, what about the diversity in casting, which is something I always ask about? There was a couple uh, black guys. There was a black pirate I saw in a black trucker, but not a whole lot of... David and I talk about this like in the future. We just feel like everybody's going to be like you know, more mixed because of the way that, yeah. you know, and then this, it's like any movie from the nineties that takes place in space. It's like, people are pretty white, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that this movie isn't even attempting to like extrapolate what would happen in the future. It's just like, Oh, payphone numbers would still be used and yeah. all that. <laughs> um, no but yeah, th- I think, yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, some places they're like, oh, it's a thumbprint. They scan your eye. Like, I think they even do that in Ocean's Eleven, but not in the future. Sorry. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. By the time the future comes, that is so done. It's passe. <laughs> uh, but I think even when looking at most of these movies, you're like, it needs to be the main characters and the main actors. Because then everything is always, especially a movie like this, where anybody other than the main actors are so secondary. They're just serving plot functions. Mm-hmm. 
it's like, oh, would we really be happier if all the those secondary plot functioning characters were Asian or black or Hispanic? Right. Like, it, I, I agree 100 percent. It's like, OK, there they had a couple lines because there were a couple um you know, actors with, of Asian descent, African American, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, they, they, it's still like, okay, they got a one line. Thanks for being here for the day. Yeah. Here's your fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, sack <laughs> minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like, see, so yeah, but so Joe, I, I agree. I, but I, I will see s- more people in le- leading roles. Totally, like but that. I mean, David, we've talked about so many movies where there's like not even one person of color. So mm-hmm. for sure, you know, it doesn't even get that one line. Yeah, so, so I mean, they mm-hmm. definitely could have done better in this, but the, at least there was, like you said, an Asian. Uh, actor and then some people of color but uh yeah i mean i also would have liked to see more women in space but when i think about there it there was another woman the, the truck the driver blonde, oh. no the blonde that was part of the company she gets smoked in the first scene oh she's, she's the like she's the, the number three, evil woman number that's like three in charge. doors yeah. locking in five seconds yeah and everybody's <laughs> wait for the doors to lock <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah. <laughs> it's like count down the door lock yeah like, we can see it's locked yeah no there was that woman and then you know you're right there was also a female trucker that's like kev died and they sent back his yeah, penis she had a few lines she stepped it she tried to step in to break yeah. up the fight and he's like, smack your gums or says something hilarious. <laughs> slime. I thought he said Fuck. slime your teeth or slam your teeth. I think he says. Fucking norm. David uh, told me that he. <laughs> Fucking norm. Dave told me that he puts on um, the subtitles for f- movie, movies sometimes to catch stuff. And I've started doing that. I put for uh, for every single subtitle yeah. uh, for, for any movie in Russian or English. Interesting. Doesn't matter. I, yeah. I never did that mm-hmm. before, but I'm glad I have started doing it because you do catch some of these hilarious random lines that you just like don't quite catch yeah. the first and I also think my theory is that it teaches you if writing is your passion mm-hmm. or career, um, it teaches you become a better screenwriter because you actually see words on the screen as, appa- as opposed to hearing them. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that as well. Like, how do you actually write dialogue versus mm-hmm. how you that's are a, writing That's a dialogue. free tip from Sh- Sasha who pay- gets paid good there money to teach people how to do screenwriting. Yeah. So. There you go. Watch a bunch of movies, uh. stop writing everything. <laughs> And just turn on those subtitles and feel good and about yourself. And if you're lucky, you done. might write something as glorious as Space Truck is. Well, to be honest, yeah. we've all maybe read people stuff that you're like, dude, have you seen a movie? Just yeah. copy <laughs> a movie that was good and write that because whatever you're doing is not good. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, have you seen a movie? Have you seen Shout a- out to that dude, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the, we all know them. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say their name. <laughs> yeah, they know. Did uh, <laughs> did anything else stick out to you guys about this film? Because I think mm-hmm. we've covered a lot of stuff, and it is a great mm-hmm. rollicking experience. David, you usually have like fun facts and stuff. Do you have any fun facts for this film? I couldn't find too many fun facts. I saw that they shot in Ireland to get like oh, a tax break. Cool. So I'm glad that tax break went into the <laughs> to <know>, Ireland. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> why. <laughs> Um, Maybe that's I why this movie was off the wall. Everybody was like fucking drunk in the Irish bars, drinking Guinness yeah. and whiskey. Yeah. I did see that there was a defamation lawsuit oh, no. um, during the shooting of this because, listen to this. Um, <laughs> let's see. The film was involved in a defamation suit because Dennis Hopper and Rip Thorne were Hopper uh, actually like pulled a knife on Thorne on the set of Easy Rider in the 60s and then so i think rip thorn was suing him for defamation of character for saying that he pulled a knife on him on set and they Mm -hmm. hoppers uh dennis hopper's representatives try to settle the defamation suit by floating an uh supporting role in space truckers which uh rip thorn (laughs) the representatives turned down oh my god (laughs) and who's rip thorn again i'm sorry i missed Uh, this he rip thorn is a is an actor he passed away you've you've oh, once you see him you'll be like oh okay yeah Dodge yeah ball. Him up as we speak he yeah was, yeah oh a, yeah rip thorn mm-hmm. yeah he's been a ton of stuff he passed away uh, see recently, it had something to do with some weird shady shit dennis hopper was up to exactly him being always. in this movie yep. i'm telling you he's always <laughs> yeah. up to some <laughs> shit <laughs> dennis was like oh, i'm gonna fucking yeah. phone this in and then get he's Den- like rip Listen, put away this defamation suit. I got a real juicy part of this fucking blockbuster coming out. Dude, you, Steven. Academy Awards are going to just be flying out at us. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) This is the one. Rip got the script and was like, robot penis. I'm a pass on this. (laughs) I'm a pass on this. Thanks, though. Um, Well, I love those. Did you guys find anything? 
yeah, did you guys have any other fun facts? Um, just that, yeah, the crash scene might look like shit because they filmed it in Ireland and they had to do it on the beach or something. Mm-hmm. Oh. Was, was what I heard. <laughs> They're like, yes. oh, we can't make this look good. Just do a random beach shot is the only thing. They're like, it's do. towards the end of the movie. People don't care anymore. It's 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 over. Don't and worry. we don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think this movie had some charming moments, but um, also the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, no, me too. I mean, it took me a while to get into this movie. Same. Yeah. The first the but, first viewing but, I paused that, it a lot. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't I mm. didn't have the whole cinematic <laughs> experience. I hear you. It is a But what perf- do you guys do when you pause it? Like why pause it? You, what do you live alive for a few days and then come back. Breathing heavily, meditating. For, for <laughs> m- you are procrastinating on watching this film and then yeah. you watch it shortly before the recording of the set. Yeah, podcast. I think for me, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get a. Wa-. You know, sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll just enjoy it. But I'm like, oh, I gotta get a water or like someone texts me and I'm like, oh, I'll pause it to read the text. You know, and I mean, mm-hmm. David and I have talked about it too. Like the fun part of going to an actual cinema, which this movie never got to live there, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, is yeah not being distracted for an hour and a half two hours right it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and i just feel shut like shut out the world get yeah. in that story and That's, it's a different and also like you know it also probably depends on the time of day like if you're trying to watch this during the day it's very different like when you're enjoying a film even if it's on your tv you turn off the lights and you get absorbed into this world which is how a film is mm-hmm. meant to be sort of enjoyed but i think we're all at a point now where we're just so distracted by our phones and other shit happening that like we will watch TV and scroll, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to be better. Cause in this movie, if you don't pay attention, you might be like, what's happening now? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and get- on the same token, I think this is a great movie to watch with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Because there's always going to be something to remark on mm. and like make fun of while mm. there's a lot of like, uh, the, you know, bad, good movies, that you can watch and it's like just grueling Mm -hmm. this one is really like i think would spark a ton of fun watching with people Mm -hmm. where you could start talking about some other things and then look back at the screen and be like wait a minute robot penis yeah come back to the robot penis you definitely pay attention (laughs) for Mm -hmm. that yeah yeah you're gonna have friends that are gonna be like this is the dumbest fucking movie ever and then you're gonna start they're gonna start laughing at things and you're gonna you know but there's a place in our hearts there's a there's a place in our hearts for dumb good movies like i haven't personally seen room but uh or the room you're talking to the biggest freaking fan of all time right it is my favorite movie of all time but it's but like it's not like technically a great like from like a assembly point right like and there's a lot of stories about it's how he's horrible it's uh it's insane and it's a it's a failure in every aspect of movie making and and you love it i love it you could be horrible if you're interesting and the the Mm -hmm. room is interesting but it's horrible so maybe Sasha, you pick that for uh when you pick the movie when yeah we can do the I mean, if we get to talk about yeah. the room, I mean, of course. <laughs> the only thing is, like, Joe and I can never remember if it's the room or well, room. Well, because mm-hmm. And I worked on the... With I, Larson? Well, I worked on that right. one. I worked on the one with Brie. I was the publicist for it when it was um, going through the Toronto Film Festival, and people were like, wait a second. <laughs> you know, so both <laughs> films, from having names very close to each other, people get confused. But I, yes. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the one with Tommy Wiseau, which is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which comes up a lot on Shut Up, I Love It discussion. Oh, really? Well, Interesting. Because it's, it's, it's just a classic. Yeah, and but classic. I think you guys make a good point, too. It's like something doesn't have to be like a masterpiece to be enjoyable. Like, why do we watch movies? It's like we want to be entertained. We want to have stories. And like this was certainly entertaining <laughs> for sure. And yeah, on that, surprisingly. And, right, and on that note, so you guys know we always do a shout out to someone from the cast or crew we always let our guests go first because David and I have sometimes accidentally chosen the same people. So I'm going to give it to Sasha because there was a lack mm-hmm. of women in this film. Sasha, you get to go first. <laughs> who would you like? Who you. would you like to shout out from from uh, Space Truckers? Just Dennis Hopper for doing just a half-ass <laughs> read the line and just spit it out job. Shout out. Shout. Good on you taking that freaking movie, knowing it's not going to be an Oscar-winning piece. And uh, just fucking being like, this is what I do for this next couple of weeks. Yep. Paycheck. Love it. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for being a part of it. We see you and we appreciate you, Dennis. <laughs> um, who you got, Joe? 
Uh, I'm going to shout out Simon Merton, the production designer. Nice. I think even though we saw some wires and things, I think there's so much of this that looks really cool. That's not Simon's fault, though, the wires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably visual effects people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, the pigs look great. All the sets at the beginning. You have that woman in the bathroom, like we were talking about. I think there's enough memorable, maybe even things like we said that might have – given ideas for other movies later in this movie that he has to be given a big shout out. Mm-hmm. Totally. Simon. We see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate <laughs> we you. We yeah. appreciate you. David, who do you Paris, have? Do you, you go. Okay. You, I hope I didn't steal yours. You I'm did. going with Mark Alfrey, makeup department, special effects. Hello. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of great stuff with the makeup. Like, and we talked about all those like, it was grossing Eyebrows. me out. Those bubblies mm-hmm. yeah, with yeah. The, the pink and green. And I'm like, why the fuck would that do that after somebody got killed <laughs> like that? It was it was disgusting. <laughs> so it, it gave me a reaction, which I love it. So he worked on Men in Black. He worked on Ghostbusters Ooh. 2, which is one of my favorite Ooh. movies with Hello. Vigo. Um, From Dust Till Dawn, um, 300. Yeah, so he's, he's done a lot of work. And uh, I don't think this movie is what it is without you know the mm-hmm. makeup department so. totally Shout and uh, to debbie Alfrey. yeah cindy has amazing eyebrows yeah like just i mean i think that was just eyebrows. her look to be honest but i mean it was the 90s <laughs> I but I, like I would, hey no let's give the dude yeah whatever, the dude right let's give him a credit <laughs> well yeah. this is why david and i are so close we were on the same wavelength actually david but i mm-hmm. chose a different person from the makeup department i was going to shout out speaking of women on the crew i was going to shoot out mm. shout out fiona hogan who was Hello. a makeup artist on this i think this was actually i'm looking and i think this was her first credit on a film yeah no actually it was her first credit she was a makeup artist on space truckers in 1996 and then she went on to do things like the boxer uh saving private ryan um pete's meteor which i don't know that one um disco pigs the abduction club king arthur (laughs) she's done disco pigs was a sequel to square pigs yeah exactly um but yeah fiona you know (laughs) I mean, imagine like showing up to work and this is your first movie. I mean, you know, IMDb is not always like a fully foolproof um, resume, but if this was her first film and she's, you know, putting fake tattoos on these like space pirates and stuff like that, um, I think it's great. So, Fiona, we see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate you. See you and appreciate you. Guys, and now this is the part where we decide if we think that the film has aged like milk. Joe, you could go first this time. What do you think? And uh, the age like milk, that's good or bad? I yeah, I can't it's, tell it can be either. I mean, like it's it's okay. it's not like a bad. Well, however you feel. Yeah, it's like okay. it, you can get creative, Joe. Like you were saying on your podcast with your rating system. Mm-hmm. So, all right. <laughs> I think it actually has aged well. Okay. I think um, so. It's fresh. It's not. It's not bad in the fridge. I think so because I think it was like, it was created bad. It was already spoiled to begin with. Mm-hmm. So then it's like by now it's a cheese. Oh, a delicious know? cheese that you would enjoy. Yeah. Now we can look back and be like, oh, this is an aged uh, Manchego mm. now, marbled and uh, it's. It's got some bitter parts to it. it. Some of it stings, but we have to know, oh, that's part of, you know, why it was created. <laughs> that's that's why uh, what you want is that flavor. Joe is just showing off his mm-hmm. knowledge of, of yes. cheese. Yeah. Well, I, I love cheese, so that's great. And Sasha, <laughs> what about you? I'm going to be more superficial and just say that because neither VFX nor practical effects work, I didn't age well, so... It did, in fact, age like milk, which stinky is milk in the fridge. badly yeah. stinky milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Milk. David, what do you think? OK, I want to say this movie um, definitely aged like milk. It was like, holy shit. But it's because hold on. It's because it was like, why? Why? Did you, why did you even fucking make that milk? You know what I mean? <laughs> this looks <laughs> awful. It smells oh, awful. This is milk? terrible. And then now it's a thing. Now it's like a cool thing. Because it's so fucked mm-hmm. up. So with it's a it milk wine potentially. So it's, it's gone alcoholic, and you yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. From the get go, it was so bad that I don't think it aged like milk because it was so awful. But it knew what it was in its inception. So mm-hmm. through the aging of milks, 
and disgustingness, the Frankenstein milk. I it's th- Frankenstein it's milk. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Love it. Yes, I very much in the same wavelength with David. I think this is like square pig milk, and you just don't want to <laughs> drink it. I think it was – I think this movie – oh, my God. I would die to, like, find a recording or notes from the pitch meeting where this – came to life like I'm just uh, just bear with me for a second so I walk in you guys are the executives and I'm like okay I got this movie okay space truckers right mm-hmm. and then there's robots and they're trying to like uh gooify the whole world and there's a robotic penis and this guy like tricks a girl into marrying him and I'm the executive and I'm like let's do it 25 million dollars <laughs> let's go you know like what what were they thinking anyway um but I agree it's <laughs> It's an exotic milk, perhaps. It's something that has gone bad. Snake milk. Snake milk, milk square pig milk, mm-hmm. fermented cow milk. And I'm just that like... You can only get on HBO. Right. And I think that if I... This is like something they would serve on Fear Factor, and then you'd try it, and you'd be like, it's actually okay. You know? So I do think people should watch this film just because it's so hilariously cult classic-y I cannot believe I've never even heard of it before because obviously Dennis Hopper is huge Um, and I'm so grateful that Joe you brought this movie into our lives to be honest it's it's here I really wish we could all watched it together maybe one day we will watch it together oh what a nice one day very soon it's it's coming around the corner I can tell um get those vaccines everybody get vaccinated we're pro-vax on this podcast (laughs) only if it's um mixed with some of this milk from this movie you know and you mix it and then you put it in your yeah square pig pig but no guys thanks for joining (laughs) us and give yourselves a little shout out where can people find you follow you listen to you tell us Oh, uh, well, you can go to Shut Up, I Love It. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you have your podcasts. Even if you go to JoeCabello.com, I always uh, post oh, yeah. the newest episode to stream right from my homepage. Look at you. Nice. We it's should do not that, the David. best way <laughs> to listen, but you will find the podcast that way. Mm-hmm. Check it out. We have some great episodes out and coming up, including... Uh, we have uh, Jeopardy, someone, w- or not with Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. Oh. Someone was on Wheel of Fortune <laughs> during COVID and talked about their not only their love for Wheel of Fortune, but also what that was like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. That will be a good one. I will be tuning in. Um, and then what about if people want to follow you on social media and stuff, how can they find you? Well, Sasha's not much on it, but you could uh, check out scriptanatomy.com mm-hmm. to check out her uh, TV writing classes. So if you mm. saw her salient points here, then that could be yeah. added to your writing. And you could you need uh, more wisdom aside from me telling you to turn on your subtitles when you watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, that one you got for more with that. That one you got for free. That one you got for free. There's more coming. You could check me out on Twitter at Joe Cabello, or if you just go to JoeCabello.com, you'll find everything, including my comic books. Issue three of my comic Woo. book, Bottoms nice. Up Hard Liquor, is out. You can get yeah. all three issues digitally for three dollars. That's pretty good. Come on, that's, that's great. I got a check today in the mail for some kind of um, uh, class suit that, uh, like, for some vitamins, three dollars. Oh, so you could buy it. Bam! You could buy. He does, I believe, have. I thought it was a defamation so. suit from Dennis. Yeah, Hopper. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Thorns, like I didn't get three mm. bucks. Um, well, thanks, guys. We super loved having you on the podcast. We can't wait to do this again down the line. Thanks for being um, supportive of us. You guys have a way more extensive library than we do, but we're we're coming up. So this will be episode yeah. thirty. Two, I believe, which we're excited oh, about. Right. Yeah, going strong. Thanks. Love seeing you all yeah, again. And, yeah, and uh, on that note, David, you should check your fridge. And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Because gross milk is gross. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks.